Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. Today we're going to continue with some of our discussion from yesterday's show on family with focus on the childhood. We're going to take a look at deeper look, a more intense, significant look at childhood elements, childhood karma, karma associated with having children, raising children, and what some of us manifested for ourselves prior to birth. You know, one of the strangest things that I've ever confronted myself with, and I think one of the biggest problems I've had in my life, is that I used to come from a place where, I guess, in my family, in my environment, it's like everybody was a judge, everybody was judgmental, and everyone was always looking to blame somebody or to find someone guilty of doing something wrong. Oh, no, this is your fault, and this is your fault. Now, I don't like to use the word you. <laughs> I just don't like it. And usually, when we're raised in an environment as children, when the parents especially are always looking for fault or for blame, then we tend to pick that up. We tend to inherit those type of qualities. And usually when you're raised by parents that are usually looking for blame, are looking to place the fault on one person or the other, then we pick that up and in the end result, we end up blaming our parents for the childhood that we just went through. One thing I learned about life and about metaphysics which I think is really wonderful, is really there's no one to blame but yourself. And a lot of times when you go through life, a lot of people don't like to hear that. They say, but Farley, I was raped, or I was beaten, or I was stabbed, or robbed, or I was molested. And, you know, I, I saw Barbara Streisand yesterday in a movie on cable called Nuts, which was a movie that she did, which I thought was also a Broadway play, which was just excellent. It was about a child molestation case. Her stepfather had molested her and abused her and, and had paid her every time he did it. And he ended up bathing this girl until she was 16. And, of course, a lot more than just bathing went on. And sometimes she wouldn't open the bathroom door until he slipped a $20 bill under the door. And then she would. Well, she turned out to be a high-class hooker and ended up killing one of her johns who tried to kill her. And then she got arrested for manslaughter, and everyone thought she was crazy. I highly recommend that movie, by the way, Nuts. It was just superior. But it made me think, like, why do these things happen? You know, like, I really believe in God, and I try very hard to be a spiritual person, and I try to live my life in a spiritual sense. And I know when I used to talk about this topic years ago, boy, did some people get inflamed, because I know a lot of you have come from families of horrible abuse. Horrible. Horrible sexual abuse, horrible molestation, rape situations, and all of that. And there's two ways you can look at this stuff. You can walk through your whole life, you can feel guilty, and you can put the blame on somebody else, and then try to spend a whole lifetime trying to deal with the emotional anxiety of it and the process of what went down. I want to tell you something. My dad is a very intense emotional man, and when he's happy, everybody's happy. But when he's upset, and when that rage comes out of him, it's enough to run a chill up through your spine. And he doesn't remember this, but there were times when I'd be sound asleep at home in St. Louis in my bed at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, sometimes midnight. 
he'd come home after a bad day, whatever, real late, and he would start yelling and screaming, and the door would fly open in my room, and he'd be mad at me, and I'd be awoken from a dead sleep. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know what could be more difficult than having to deal with that. There's all kinds of karma that goes on between parents and children and relatives and friends and whatever. There could be the physical abuse where you're beaten, where someone can take a house slipper or a strap to you or a hand to you, sometimes maybe even hit you or smack you for no reason, right? Or there can be the, the mental abuse where you're constantly being talked to and manipulated and charmed and propagandized over and over again. Or there can be the emotional abuse where you're just yelled at and screamed at. As far as I'm concerned, you can literally label any of them as a kind of a spiritual rape. You know, I know the physical rape or the physical molestation is a lot more physical, painful, and obvious, but if you're going through an emotional or a mental rape, especially every day as a child, we're talking like from zero years old up to 16 years old, if you're being brutalized by your parents, it can be very painful. And you can come out of that with a lot of hate and a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety, and live your whole life not getting along with your parents because they're the ones that are guilty. You're the victim, and they're the ones that are sentenced because they hurt you. And they did that, and they're wrong. And you live your whole life with that kind of anger. You don't fix it. You know, you just don't fix it. And then they go ahead and die, or another lifetime occurs, where you're the parent, you have them as children, you don't know why there's hate and anger for your children, But for some reason, a very similar occurrence happens, something you've never heard of. Do you know, I've studied psychology quite a bit, and I have read over and over again many documented cases where children had been molested, and just unbelievable, you would not believe that, believe it or not, documented cases where they grow up, they have this anger and this hatred for their parents, And then they end up being parents and do the same exact thing to their children. Can you believe that? I know a lot of people will sit there and go, no way, Farley, it's not possible. But it is possible. It does happen. And that's the way karma works. You see, we are not born into childhood situations, and the babies that you are going to have as children are not born into these childhood situations by accident. This is an exact karma reversal. The closest thing... I can nail to having children is a payback of some kind when you were the parent and the parents you are being born to were the kids. We are constantly being shown the exact type of parents we were. I know that's hard. You know, a lot of us that have been abused and molested and treated horribly in our childhood and were raised in traumatic settings, a lot of you don't want to believe that. You don't want to embrace that because you want to have somebody to blame. You want to have someone to focus your hate and your anger on. That's okay. If you need to focus hate and anger, if that works for you, then that's fine. But as far as I'm concerned, the way that I got out of it and the way that I was able to finally do something with my life and pull away from that aura of manipulation and domination and trauma was to finally let it go and to look at my parents as reflections of the exact same kind of parent I must have been when they were my kids, which means that I must have really given my mom and dad, as my children, a pretty intense mental and emotional time. We are talking intense. And as far as I'm concerned, debt paid. You get my point? 
Like for many years before I understood karma and metaphysics, I walked around. I didn't like my dad. I got mad at my mom. I secretly would play their son, you know, their good son, follow orders, follow instructions. But in close circles, when people get together and they talk about their parents, sometimes they badmouth the heck out of them. And a lot of my friends and relatives would walk around going, God, Farley, how come you hate your parents so much? And because I didn't know what to do with all that anger, because I felt that I was very sensitive and vulnerable, and I felt that I was brutalized by it. But, you know, they did give me a lot of love, and they did take care of me, and they did finance the childhood, right? And they financed my college, and they did so much for me. It's just that the things I took most personal were the things I felt where I was hurt. Get my drift here? So what happens is that we actually create an aura of energy in our childhoods prior to birth. In other words, the parents that we choose to be born to are going to have that baby that we will become are parents that reflect a karmic vibration that we must experience to absolve an energy that has been set forth from some previous lifetime. And frankly, in my opinion, as a therapist, as a counselor, and as an astrologer, I have found that it helps my clients better for them to embrace that opinion, that philosophy, that theory, that point of view, that the way we were treated as children, it was actually a return of a vibration, because I do believe, once again, I do believe in God, I do believe that God is a merciful force, and I do believe that there are no accidents, and that the way we are treated as children, the way we treat our kids, is an energy that is set down that is a return of a vibration. But the whole point of my philosophy and my theory this week, it has a lot to do with the problems on Earth. And a lot of the problems on Earth and in humanity stem from the family and the childhood. And many of us go through life with traumatic childhoods, unprocessed anger, unprocessed trauma, and then we want to have a baby. Can you believe that? We want to have children. And I think sometimes people should get a license to have children. Because sometimes I think people down deep subconsciously want to have children just to return some of the anger and hate they still have unprocessed from their parents. You get that? And that's why maybe it's kind of a thing that is in a legacy sort of manner passed on and on and on. Now, a lot of you, when you look at your charts, and if you look at that first house, let me help you find the first house, and we're going to focus on this stuff, right? The first house is located where the nine would be on the clock face then going counterclockwise down to where the 8 would be in the clock face, that's where the first house is. And if your astroscope says you have planets in house 1, and if you have those planets afflicted, or whether they're afflicted or not, when you have planets in the first house, that means they're either going to be subjected to natal stress from afflictions in your natal chart, or for sure, those first house planets, even if they're blessed, are going to be affected from transit stress, from the Moon, the Sun, Mercury, Venus, and Mars every year, and from the rest of the planets as we grow. So people with first house planets in their chart have a focus on childhood trauma. Now also, all of us have a certain amount of childhood difficulty because of the rising sign, the focal point of the childhood is constantly being squared and opposed by planets transiting as we grow. Also, the chart ruler See, like if you listened to yesterday's show, you'd be aware that if you're Aries rising, you have Mars's chart ruler, which is your childhood planet, because the chart ruler is the planet that controls the effects of the childhood. So whether you have planets in the first house or not, it's the chart ruler we look to. 
Taurus and Libra rising have Venus as their chart ruler. Gemini and Virgo rising have Mercury as their chart ruler. Cancer has the moon as that chart ruler. Leo rising has the sun. Scorpio rising has Pluto. Sagittarius rising has Jupiter. Capricorn rising has Saturn. Aquarius rising has Uranus. And Pisces rising has Neptune as chart ruler. So, like I say, whether you have planets in the first house or not, you do have a rising sign, you do have a chart ruler. So whenever planets either in the first house or the chart ruler get square or opposed by a moving planet in the sky, we are subject to experiencing a painful experience in childhood that can result in trauma. Now let's get a few things clear here. The water signs, Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio, are going to deal with more emotional trauma, which means we're talking from a mental, a physical, and an emotional level exactly where the abuse or the torment or the imbalance between the mother and the child or the father and the child or the brothers and the sisters and and yourself will occur. So if you have Pisces planets, Scorpio planets, or Cancer planets in the first house, like I do, I have a Scorpio moon, then you are going to have much more of an intense emotional trauma in childhood. Now, if you have a Scorpio planet in the first house or Pluto, then it can be even that much more of a rage or a sexual abuse in the childhood. Now, obviously, a lot of you have Saturn either in Aries or in the first house. No matter what sign it's in, you have that Saturn in Aries of the first house. That would mean that the major reason why you were born, the major karma of your life, would be to be able to survive that childhood. I have a lot of friends with Saturn in the first house. Some of them Libra Risings with Saturn in Scorpio, being born to drug-addicted parents, alcoholic fathers, criminals, people that have been in jail, that would rape their mother in front of them, would rape them in front of their mother, just all kinds of weird, bizarre effects. And obviously, the more embattled a planet is in that first house, or the more embattled the chart ruler is, meaning... If you do have a planet in the first house that is under severe opposition from Pluto, from Uranus, from Neptune, or from any planet to planets in that first house, that could show a much more severe or traumatic childhood. Let's say you have Pluto in the first with a Mercury opposition. Well, you could have a brother that will sneak into your room and molest or rape you for three, four years. And if and if Pluto is in Scorpio or if Mercury is in Scorpio, then that effect could be something that was a secret, that was held down, that mommy and daddy were never made aware of. But the point is, you know, the point is, you can actually disseminate the karma of the childhood by analysis of the rising sign, planets in the first house, chart ruler, or actually transits that affected those first house planets when you were growing up. You can disseminate to weed through and identify the exact karma or the exact vibration of energy that was returned. You can definitely do that. But, you know, the whole point of today's show is about understanding why this stuff happens. Like, we are not, we are not really victims of the universe or victims of God. And I know that we'd all like to believe that we've come from perfect lifetimes. We haven't. We have not come from perfect past lives. The history of this planet has been a blasphemy of child abuse, bloodletting, war, misery, violence, hostility, 
and anger of uncomparable proportions. Some of the stuff we deal with in the 80s and 90s with the sexual revolution and with a lot of things out of the closet, right, are the kind of things that basically we become a lot more aware of, but part of being able to grow spiritually and to evolve beyond this nightmare or this trauma that you might have gone through as a child, or let's say you see in your own children's charts that they're subjected to this type of trauma, and you're being so judgmental and so subjective in your approach to raising them that sometimes you're not aware. You know, sometimes you need someone to put a video camera and a tape recorder on you to see how you treat these kids, to see exactly how you may be abusing them mentally by saying, this is what I want you to do, these are the classes what I want you to take, these are the clothes I want you to wear, these are the toys I want you to play with, or emotionally by yelling at them because you had a hard day, they don't deserve it, or just by beating them or raping them or molesting them or whatever, it's a karma. And I think the best way to solve this thing is to understand that it is a karma. It's a return of energy. And no matter what we go through in love relationships, in marriage, as children, as adults, in business, with our health, everything that we go through is directed and manifested by a higher part of our soul, the higher self, the super conscious mind, the God center that sets us up to experience a certain experience because that's our karma. That's our karma. That's a return of a vibration. You better believe that if your parents abuse you as children and they don't make a peace with you before that lifetime is over, that they're going to come back in another lifetime and have to experience that very same abuse until they get it. And that's the way the universe works. You keep coming back and living the lesson over and over and over again until you finally embrace it, make a peace with it, acknowledge it as a karma, send it into the light, and let it go. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's just not metaphysically healthy to try to place blame on anyone or to try to retain anger and misery because anger can only manifest as disease and as imbalance in your aura. So that's really the purpose of this radio show, to open your mind, to try to take away those bottom lines, and to try to help you, to encourage you to search for further truth. You know, and if you have a baby, and that baby's born with sun in the first house, with lots of oppositions on it, or moon in the first house, or whatever, you know, a lot of babies are shown karma where their parents are meant to divorce. They're meant to separate. They're shown karma where they're born into relationships that are filled with hostility and anger and the divorce process is going on as they're being grown, as they're being raised. Some children are being born in environments where their fathers die, where their mothers, God forbid, die, where sisters and brothers are hostile and arrogant and vicious. You know, the type of karma that comes down in childhood karma is very complicated. But the wonderful thing about astrology is that we can disseminate the complications, we can identify the karma and therefore understand it and hopefully one day embrace it. I'm aware that some of you have gone through such vicious, hostile, abusive childhoods that it's not going to all be resolved in one radio show. I'm aware of that. But I'm also aware that we need to take a look at the perspective of our past lives, of the type of people we may have been, of the type of behavior we might have shown, and the reason why we are put in this circumstance. Because before the lifetime, our souls were well aware, 
we were going to be put in a position of having a father who would either be emotionally abusive and a mother who would be extremely nervous or a father who would be a child abuser or a molester or in a family situation where there would be a brother or a sister with the same behavior. We, our souls are well aware of this. Coming to Earth is like taking a starship to another planet and we are well aware of the tour before we get there. We are totally aware of that. And that's where the karma comes in. I know you think I might sound angry, but I'm uh, maybe I, I'm just a little angry, but I guess I'm fired up. I guess what I am is, is really fired up because I just, I don't know, it hurts, it bothers me that this has been going on for eons. And just complicated situations crop up. You never know when a twin flame is going to come into your life. Could be your daughter. Could be your son. You never know somebody you've been married to for 50 lifetimes. A husband that beat the hell out of you. Comes back as your son. For some reason, you want to beat the hell out of this kid. Just drives you nuts. There's a return. There's heavy karmic soap operas going on. Metaphysics is so fascinating. You know, it explains life. It explains why things happen the way they do. That's why I love it. Gosh, you know, I will want to thank you all. You've all done so well. I mean, I, you know who I'm talking to. The people out there that have made the Astrology Hour work, I just thank you for doing that. You've actually, not only have you helped me had a career, but you've also given me a podium to teach with, and you've given me actually a place in Los Angeles during midday radio where we can present this type of open-minded thinking and this type of discussion for almost five full years. It's been a long run for me. It's like been a Broadway play for me. And a lot of times I do get tired and, you know, I'm having my midlife crisis and sometimes I feel like I'm headed for something different. That's why I know a lot of you record the show because you never know when Farley will be sent off to another planet. But at least you made it happen and you keep making it happen by supporting the show. So God bless you for that. And, you know, a lot of you, you can't learn unless you have a chart. And that's why every day I tell people how to get one. And our charts are wonderful because if you spend enough time with them, if you read them over, if you study them, and you take notes, and you listen to the show, and you buy the suggested reading, sure, you'll start speaking the language before you'll know it, and you'll become astrologically aware, just like the majority of our callers. So get involved. You know, get involved. Don't sit around anymore. Take some of the energy pressure off of your life, and learn to have a good time. Learn to explain some of this trauma we go through so you don't have to blame anybody or have so much anger and process it and feel better about it. It's not an accident that I became a therapist because I was so affected by my childhood and some of the family control that I had to become an astrologer and a therapist to pull out. <laughs> Sometimes it's your only choice. You have so much therapy. You see so many psychologists. You get in so many groups. You take so many astrology and metaphysical courses and meditation classes that you just end up here. It's also not a mistake that my sister, Melanie, is an excellent marriage and family child counselor therapist also because we both wanted to know what was going on. We both wanted to try to figure it out. We both also have Scorpio moons and intensely aspected charts. By the way, my sister is inviting you to her open house celebration of her new psychotherapy location in the valley Sunday February 5th at 2 to 5 in the afternoon and you can RSVP for information at 818-996-5358 
to meet my sister, Melanie Tucker, who is an excellent therapist for marriage, family, child counseling. And that's 818-996-5358 for her open house Sunday, February 5th from 2 to 5 in the afternoon. That's this Sunday. So I love my sister. And she's been my best, one of my better therapists too. Thank you, Melanie. But anyway, you know, like this topic's important. And I think if a lot of people think about it, a lot of you were able to regress yourselves and go back into those past lives like I can in meditation then you would see why you went through the childhood you did. And not only would that help absolve some of the karma and the pain in your life, create a peace and encourage evolution of the soul and higher awareness, but it would also help to make you better parents. Okay? That's the point of the show. This show is for the children. 